Hello, welcome back to Retirement Clarity Radio. I am your host, Scott Newhouse. I am so excited that you are with me as we continue this conversation on long-term care. It's a really important conversation. We don't want to overlook it. And we just want to make sure we understand all of the basic things that are going on as we consider what to do with our long-term care uh, planning in the future. So today's episode is going to be on five common long-term care questions, and I'm going to give you some brief answers and things to think about on each of these five questions. Now, as you plan for your retirement, as you gear up for your retirement, if you want a more comprehensive look on everything that you need to do um, for retirement, I really encourage you to go to freeretirementbooks.com, and there you're actually going to be able to download um, all of the books that I've written on retirement planning issues. So one on taxes, one on Social Security and Medicare, and one on 65 questions to ask before you retire. Um, And I'm also actually thinking about creating some more books. So just go to freeretirementbooks.com. Make sure you download all of those books. Now, let's just get into today's episode, five common questions to ask about long-term care. The first question I get quite often is, do I really need long-term care insurance? And I'm going to emphasize the word insurance there. So we all need to strategize for long-term care. We all need to plan for how to pay for it if, God forbid, we do end up needing uh, to use long-term care, or excuse me, to get help for long-term care um abilities that we're not able to do ourselves. But not everyone actually needs insurance to cover this. Um, So in my mind, purchasing a long-term care insurance policy is optional, um, and it's obviously not required by any state or federal government. You can go without it if you don't want it. But the question in my mind really comes down to your comfort level and your desires of what you would want to happen if you ever needed the care. Um, So kind of going back to a previous episode, you qualify for long-term care if you're not able to do two out of six activities of daily uh, living. So, you know, getting up out of a chair, um, going to the bathroom on your own, um, cooking, um, moving from, yeah, your bed to a chair. Um, so things things in that nature. Um, and so I can't answer this question for you just in this podcast form, but I do have some questions that you can ask yourself and your spouse and your family on whether you actually want to go ahead with purchasing a long-term care insurance policy. Um, Okay, so the first question I have is, do you have enough assets that you'd be willing to spend tens or even hundreds of thousands of dollars out of pocket on long-term care? Even if we do have those assets uh, saved up, let's say you've got millions of dollars in investment accounts in, in inside the bank account, would you be comfortable spending that much money on long-term care? Or would you rather share the risk and protect some of those assets with an insurance company so that they can split the cost with you? Next question for you is, would anyone in your family or circle of friends be willing to care, uh, excuse me, be willing to provide care for you? Uh, For instance, maybe you don't need, uh, you know, a full-time, you know, qualified nurse to kind of help you out, uh, but maybe it's just some odds and ends stuff. Is there someone that you could depend on, you know, maybe compensate them and they would be able to help you in that way? Um, My next question is, does anyone in your family uh, have any hereditary health conditions that might affect you? My next question is, if you don't purchase long-term care insurance and you end up depleting your assets for it out of pocket, would you be comfortable using Medicaid, which is a government program run by the federal government and and your specific state, would you be comfortable using Medicaid to provide long-term care um, that you need? And then my last question, and this isn't exhaustive, but these are just some questions to get you thinking is, do you have the ability to pay for the insurance policy premiums, either as a lump sum up front or as a series of ongoing payments? 
I know that's a lot, um, and really how you answer those questions is going to determine whether buying long-term care insurance is right for you. Uh, according to a survey by Forbes, people buy long-term care insurance for a number of reasons. About two-thirds of people uh, buy it to avoid dependence on others, protect their assets, make long-term care services affordable, and preserve their standards of living. Those are all really good options, but again, you don't necessarily have to purchase insurance if you've got some other ideas uh, to pay for it, or if, frankly, you've got the financial ability to just pay for it out of pocket if you need that. Um, now, for folks 65 and up, it is estimated that around 66 to 70% of people are going to need some form of long-term care. Um, so most people, once we get to that age, are going to need it at some point. But what's really interesting is that more than half of those people that need that service are actually going to need it for less than three months. And so this is where it gets really tricky because, yeah, most people are going to need it, but most people aren't going to need it for an extended period of time. And so if you're one of those people who doesn't need it for an extended period of time, then maybe it makes sense for you to pay for it out of pocket. And just a little personal story, my late grandmother, Pat, she actually needed long-term care help for over six years. And so that's obviously not the norm, but that happens. And so you have to ask yourself, would, how, how would that affect our family if we had to pay for this out of pocket for six years for, for yourself or for your spouse? Um, another thing to consider is that, you know, I just mentioned that half around half of those people that need long-term care services needed for less than three months. Well, the typical elimination period, i.e. that's the period that, you know, you have to wait. Once once something happens to you, you have to wait until that elimina elimination period is over. A typical elimination period is often 90 days, which means many people who need it for a month or two, frankly, they don't even reach the end of the elimination period before they're better. And so they've, they've basically had to pay for it out of pocket uh, until then. Um, and then just a couple little more stats for you here. Um, the average time in long-term care um, is a little bit longer for women and shorter for men. Um, it's usually between one and one half years. Um, is is pretty much the average in terms of how long someone typically needs it. But again, it, we go on different ranges of the spectrum. So, you know, that six year example that I mentioned with my grandmother, that pulls the average higher to that one and a half year uh, length. Whereas we know a lot of people, definitely, uh, you know, a slight majority need it for less than three months. So this is just a really tough, tough one to answer. So I'd, I'd really encourage you to go through those I believe it's six questions that I asked earlier and really think through what would happen if you had to pay for it. Would you be okay paying for it out of pocket? If you don't have too many assets, would you be okay being on um, some kind of government assistance program to help you get the long, excuse me, to help you get the long-term care you need, uh, you need in this situation? So definitely something uh, to think about with your family, but those are some questions that hopefully guide you in the right direction. Okay, let's keep on moving. My neck, my second question is when should you buy long-term care insurance? So I got this actually from the American Association for Long-Term Care Insurance. They suggest buying a policy uh, or at least starting looking for your policy around your mid-50s. I think that makes sense to start looking in your mid-50s and that I'd probably go all the way up until your really early 60s. Um, even if you don't need the benefits until you're in your 70s or 80s, if you delay too long in getting a long-term care insurance policy after you decide you really want one, uh, your premiums are going to skyrocket and frankly there's a higher risk of you actually getting declined uh, for coverage the longer you wait. So really that 55 to early 60s um, is the time frame uh, that I typically see making a lot of sense for people. Um, obviously the older you get the higher your premiums are going to be 
the annual premiums in your mid 50s um, is pretty affordable but it's going to increase uh, around six to eight percent per year um, and this is from the study of the american association for long-term care insurance um, so it's the premiums are going to increase six to eight percent per year that you wait and then obviously you might have that risk of not being able to get it at all so to answer that question again around start looking around your uh, mid 50s and then i'd probably encourage you to consider buying one um, by the end of your you know 60th birthday or early 60s at the latest okay and then my next question the third question is can i get a policy with my spouse yes you absolutely can i would i would encourage you to speak with an independent insurance uh, agent someone uh, really competent with long-term care to make sure um, that you understand these policies but it's basically uh, you get one policy and then you get something called a shared benefit rider so it's basically a way for you to combine um, this policy with you and your spouse um, the the way it works is let's say let's say for an individual policy you would have three years of coverage for long-term care needs but if you get this share it's called again it's called a shared benefit rider if you get that uh, then you'd actually have six years of coverage and what's really cool about these types of policies is that instead of each and you only being able to use it for three years you can actually combine how many years each one can use um, and let me let me put that uh, into English so again let's say you and your spouse have six years of coverage um, let's say the husband is in worse health and so he needs it for four years then we would have still two years remaining for the wife to be able to use it and vice versa so you're not stuck on that three-year range that you would be on an individual policy and you can kind of use it um, as you see fit depending on you know which spouse needs it more now since you have pooled benefits or excuse me one more thing typically when you get a shared benefit rider since you're gonna have that flexibility in terms of, of um, which spouse uses uh, the long-term care needs it's typically going to be more a little bit more expensive 10 to 15 percent more expensive than the individual policy but since you have pooled benefits you actually in that pooled benefit period you may not need as long of a benefit period so maybe you might be comfortable doing five years instead of the six years uh, which you know divided by two would be three years from each so you can consider doing maybe maybe a year less and seeing if the cost would come out the same as it would be for two separate individual policies but you'd get that uh, benefit of the flexibility excuse me flexibility in terms of um, you know how many years each specific spouse can use it but so yes that is absolutely an option to get a policy with your spouse with the shared benefit rider uh, fourth question I have for you and I just got one more after this one is will my long-term care premium rates increase now obviously I don't have a uh, crystal ball but if you have a traditional policy where you pay an ongoing uh, payment every month or every year then yes your policy premium is likely to rise um, and the reason for that is is you know people are simply living longer they're utilizing uh, health care long-term care um, policies that they have at really high rates and interest rates are really low right now as I record this in uh, June of 2021 which essentially hurts these insurers that have these long-term care premiums because they have a lot of bond portfolios that they use to kind of generate income um, in their own businesses and since interest rates are so low in their bond portfolios they need to generate higher returns and higher cash flows and all of these uh, combination of factors um, are forcing them to increase policy premiums they don't want to do this and they understand how upset people get um, when this happens but they, they, it's just the 
the math of it of all these combinations is forcing them to increase these policy premiums so you can you can google around search around um, different policy premium increases it's been really high they're trying not to make it um, double digits like it has been in some years in the past but yes it's a fact of get if you get a traditional pay-as-you-go long-term care insurance policy yes you can expect these premiums to rise unfortunately so if this does happen to you your insurers usually usually can offer you a few options in response to keep your premiums the same but they're going to cut your benefits and so they could either at say hey you can either pay this increased uh, premium and just keep the same policy as is as when you purchase it or you can pay the same premium that you're paying now but we're going to cut your benefits by reducing the daily benefit that you receive uh, maybe they'll reduce the inflation protection in your policy maybe they'll shorten your benefit period you know from three years to two years uh, they could cancel any additional riders you have or they can lengthen your elimination period from maybe 90 days to 180 days um, they're going to show you a, a, a potential options of either paying that increased premium or um, you know lowering the benefits on your plan uh, to keep your premiums the same but yes uh, to answer question four yes will your long-term care premium uh, rates increase yes most likely they will and then my fifth and last question is do i need an inflation protection on my policy um the short answer is yeah i really think you should strongly consider it obviously look into the cost of what, of what it's going to cost you but as we know, the cost of goods and services increase every year due to inflation, and the same principle is going to apply to your long-term care needs. So let's say you buy a policy today um, that's going to cover you for $300,000 in today's dollars in 2021. So in 25 years, assuming a 2.5% inflation rate, $300,000 in 2021 is going to buy you as much as $556,000 in 2046 will be able to do. So again, let me say that again. Um, in, in 2046, you'll need $556,000 to purchase what $300,000 can purchase you today in 2021. So um, in this example, if you only have $300,000 in policy benefits, that's a great amount. But if you don't have that inflation protection, protection and that amount stays flat for 25 years, um, then you could be looking at a significant decrease in what your benefits are going to be able to give you. So uh, going back to that math example, uh, $300,000 in 2046, again, let's say you buy the policy in 2021 with $300,000 um, of benefits. It stays flat for 25 years. In 2046, $300,000 is going to be equal to around $161,000 today, again, assuming a 2.5% inflation rate. So that's still a, a big chunk of money, and it could pay for a lot of your long-term care needs, but it's basically half of the amount that you originally purchased. So I really do encourage you to strongly look at the inflation protection plan that's going to be offered on your policy. It's an additional rider, and yes, it's an additional cost, um, but you want to look into that and really strongly consider it, especially if you're buying your policy in your mid-50s to early 60s. Um, the odds that you're going to need it in your you know, 60s, let's, let's hope and pray that you don't need it in your 60s. Maybe you need it in your 70s. Uh, most likely, you're going to need it in your 80s and 90s. So we got to think about what that policy benefit is going to be able to give you, you know, uh, 15, 20, 25 years from the time that you originally purchased the policy. Okay, those are five common questions on long-term care that I get. That's all I've got for today. I hope you found these questions useful. And again, if you want to learn more about retiring comfortably on an overall basis and learn everything um, that I think you should know about how to retire the right way, go to freeretirementbooks.com, download all of my books, and I look forward to seeing you next week. 
Thanks again for listening. As a reminder, you should consult with a financial advisor familiar with the specific circumstances of your unique financial situation before making any financial decisions. Nothing in this podcast is a solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities. Any mentions of rate of return are hypothetical in nature and not a guarantee of future returns. Scott Newhouse, CFP, is an investment advisor representative of Forthright Finances, a California and Nevada registered investment advisor.